Welcome, everybody, back to the airwaves, westvancouver.com, West Vancouver Magazine podcast. I'm Catherine Barr, back on the air, as we like to say. And, of course, we have nothing but special, famous, fabulous people, and I am so excited today to have a gold medalist. Oh, my God goodness this lady makes me so excited when i see her she is um a, we're gonna claim her as a west vancouverite lions bay might have something to say about that but we are talking about nonetheless the magnificent madison maley she is a women's eight rowing champion and now sports the gold medal from the tokyo 2020 olympics madison welcome to uh welcome to our show <laughs> hi kat thank you so much for having me well, we are absolutely thrilled that you are here, and I have to say I am still, I'm just so excited. I am one of these people who watches the Olympics. I don't care where it is in the world. Thank goodness we have great coverage nowadays with everything on the internet, and I watched everything, and I remember jumping up and down, screaming when I was watching you women come across that finish line in first place. It was a magnificent feeling, and now you're talking to me. How special am I? <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. It was a very special journey and very special race. <laughs> well, I'm excited to hear the whole story, but speaking of the whole story, let's start right from the beginning so everybody can get to know you. Now, I've had a chance to meet you, and you are just wonderful. Like, in person, you are just as spectacular as you are on the water, as you are off the water, and we had a wonderful photo shoot the other day where you brought your medal, and it was so exciting to see everybody react to it. Now, where did this all start? Obviously, you graduated from Collingwood School here in West Vancouver. But then your adult life began, and here you are an Olympic rower. Tell us how it all started. Um, in grade eight, I was choosing what sport to do, and I had signed up for the volleyball team, and I came home, and my mom encouraged me to do an outdoor sport, and uh, my brother had just tried rowing the year before, and so they said, why not, why not do the same thing as Brooke? And uh, and so I went out there and uh, some of my brother's friends who were in my grade as well joined me and um, I pretty much instantly fell in love with the sport. I thought it was very fun. I loved the idea of <laughs> being with my friends and I had so many laughs. Um, so that's kind of how it started. And then, yeah, it took me to university uh, in Boston. So nice. yeah, that's nice. when I got my kind of first taste of high performance rowing and uh yeah and then it's the national team so it's been a journey <laughs> now was there a sneaky there was there a thing where you could use your brother's hand-me-down gear where your parents being sneaky on you it worked out whatever it was right i think it was more the driving probably because <laughs> we trained out in deep cove and then i trained in burnaby lake so i'm sure it was easier for them to drive us both <laughs> well, it certainly it worked out, and of course, as I said, we're calling you a West Van girl. We we think Lions Bay is part of this too, and Collingwood School, an amazing school to go to. I've talked to a lot of graduates from Collingwood and have gone on to so many wonderful success stories. But I want to point out here too that you're not just this is not your first gold medal, my dear. You've got a 2017 a 2018 gold medal from World Rowing. You have a silver medal from the World Rowing women's eight you're kind of used to the podium aren't you i've had um success on the world stage for sure i've been surrounded by incredible teammates and 
really good coaches. And uh, yeah, I, I feel very thankful for the experiences I've had so far. But yeah, we've had some success in the Canadian women's uh, eights and fours. So it's been, <laughs> been a fun program to be a part of. Now, tell me, your trip to Tokyo, of course, and the Olympics. Now, you went as, obviously, you're part of a team. Um, there's very, well, this is a, a tough one. I mean, I might be saying this wrong, but in the Olympics, you tend to think of sort of individual achievement. You know, one person standing on the podium. There's a few team sports, but rowing is more of a team sport than I'd say with anything else. Your paddle's got to go in and out of the water at the same time, the same strengths. You've got, I mean, and a team of eight, that's a large team as well tell us about the whole now i'm jumping around here a little bit because i'm so darn excited the trip to tokyo you went as a team you competed as a team the tokyo experience what was it like first the tokyo experience and second of all being there a team not as part of sort of walking around by yourself how was all of that unfolded yeah so we spent a month in japan we firstly flew to a city called sagamahara and we trained there um, before moving into the village. And the people were, like, amazing. They were so kind, so generous, so uh, polite. Um, and so that was, like, a big highlight for, I think, all of us, like, how just welcoming they were. Um, and then uh, we had some really good time on the water, lots of hard kilometers, started to taper a little bit, which was nice. Um, which is when you kind of back off training a little bit to get ready okay. for competition. And, um, and then we moved into the village, and that was obviously a big highlight. Everyone, you know, when you're an athlete, you really look forward to meeting other athletes and figuring out what the Olympic village is like. And uh, seeing the Olympic rings everywhere was crazy and uh, just a dream come true. Um, so we really, I really enjoyed that um, moving in with all my teammates, all the people we had worked so hard just like, dreaming of, of these moments and uh and then being on a team um I couldn't have done anything without the eight other people in my boat so obviously in an eight there's eight rowers and then a coxswain yeah you have your and, you have your cox telling you what to do right <laughs> yeah she has a microphone and she also steers the boat and that's the biggest part um and she's also just a leader uh so it's it's we, we have one common voice and that's her um, but I was on a greater team also with a men's four and a women's four and some other small boats, but we specifically worked a lot with the men's four. And, um, so, I mean, none of us, especially through COVID and not competing for two years prior to the Olympics could have done it without each other. So well, you, it was a very big team effort. Certainly. Well, you know, and that's an that's a wonderful point. And I love the way you framed that so perfectly. Even though you are part of the smaller team, you're part of the larger team, Team Canada, mm -hmm. and your trip to Tokyo as a Team Canada. Now, again, I'm getting so tired of having to mention COVID, but it's just a fact of life these days. When Team Canada arrives at Olympics, I've been to a couple of Olympic Games myself, too, and it's Team Canada is always received so warmly, and they mm -hmm. just... People around the world really like Canadians, don't they? So what was oh, yeah. Team Canada's reception in Tokyo? Did you find that they were really, I mean, did you find a difference being Canadian? Was it a, a neat superstar quality to have in Tokyo? I mean, that's one of my favorite things um, about competing for Canada is just wearing the maple leaf and how much 
that means to every single Canadian competing for our country. And I think we all try to represent our country in a way that's fierce. We are very strong on the world <laughs> stage, but we're also so, um, we respect our competition and we are polite. Yes. So I think it has, I think it ha we got a good reputation and hopefully we um, wore that leaf proudly and represented Canada well. Now, you didn't get a chance to do one of the, I, again, everybody feels so cheated by COVID in so many different ways. And even though you say, oh, well, it doesn't matter. I've won the medal. I get that. I, I feel so bad that you kind of missed the experience of walking into the big stadium to the cheers. And even if you had, the audience wasn't there this time. And of course, closing ceremonies, how much of the games, and also, if I'm, correct me if I'm wrong, athletes had to leave kind of within 48 hours of finishing their event. There was some strict limitations on what you could and couldn't do. I don't think you could go far beyond the village and explore. So lots of things. What were the rules for you in Tokyo that were different this time? Lots of restrictions? Were you still able to enjoy the experience? Yeah, so I I definitely enjoyed the experience, but there was lots of things that we had to do to stay safe and to just ensure we could compete. I think that was the biggest part. Like, they wanted to make sure we could all compete and do what we had worked so hard to do. So in the end, I'm glad that we had all these protocols, but we had to do a spit COVID test every day we were in Japan. Um, we had to um, stay within our crews. So within our larger team, we had to wear masks around everyone and not go into like, I guess, small rooms or try to stay um, distanced from people in different boats. And then when we were in the village, we couldn't like ride around in the autonomous Tokyo cars. And Aww. we tried to just stay um, very separated from other countries just in case there was a close contact. But I mean, Honestly, we had to leave 24 hours after our race. It was very oh, odd. Wow. Uh, normally, most athletes get to stay um, for the whole, we're a first week um, sport. So most athletes get to stay for the whole second week and go to different events, meet people, have fun, you know, like Aww. live the Olympic experience. And I think that got robbed a bit from us. But at the end of the day, we got the opportunity to race and and do what we love to do. And that honestly just meant everything to me. Now you have, I'm going to work this in here because um, the Olympic experience, of course, you have a uh, fellow Canadian teammate and rumor has it, you're also a pretty cute couple here. Maxwell <laughs> Latimer, of course, is your, your boyfriend. And he actually could not, he was in Tokyo, of course, and Maxwell himself is a two-time Olympian. He attended Rio as well. So he's, he's got the lay of the land and what it's like when it's a little more normal. But um, mm -hmm. in speaking to him, when we were shooting your photos recently, he said, I couldn't even even go down and cheer for Madison's race, even though I was, you know, less than five minutes from the venue. So a lot of restrictiveness in there, but I, I bet you could still hear the cheers coming from five minutes away. Yeah, was it was it like? very odd. <laughs> yeah, it was very odd because obviously like rowing isn't a huge spectator sport. So it's not like we're in a stadium and we're surrounded. So honestly, most of the racing felt quite normal, just hearing the other coxswains and uh, not having anyone the last 500 meters wasn't super odd, but normally we have our teammates there. And normally if we win a medal or if we qualify or if we have an exciting or bad race, our teammates are all there to support us. Right. And so it was really sad not having any of them 
in the grandstands and they had a flight. So because they finished their regatta the day before our final, they actually were getting on a plane that day. And so they weren't allowed to come down to the venue. So yeah, Max watched me on Olympic television in Tokyo (laughs) in the village. So it was very, (laughs) very odd, but I got a really nice FaceTime and uh, him and all the other people on my greater team were just like over the moon uh for us so i felt so much love and support from them and my wonderful family and like in lions bay it was just so emotional facetiming them and just seeing their raw emotion and how uh excited they were and uh it was very moving you can feel it across the ocean no doubt the uh the rest of the melee family back here in canada cheering loud i swear i heard them i heard them cheering from my house (laughs) i was cheering too my neighbors yeah it's noisy around here what could i say i'm very excited as i said i i love the olympics now when we had you down at the beach doing your photo shoot and it was really fun and i think everybody enjoyed this and i hope you enjoyed it you were so gracious with everybody you brought out your gold medal of course for the photos and it's just a beacon. Everybody recognized you and was coming up. And it's a life-changing experience to win a gold medal and now put that word Olympian on your resume. Now, what is it like now that you're sort of, well, we'll say rich and famous. Let's hope it's going that direction for you. What does it feel like when people come up to you now with all, and I mean, people would applaud. Just they were clapping for you as we were walking through the park. I, I had a great time. I don't know about you, but you're the one who won the medal. Tell us what it's like now that you are an Olympian and what hard work goes into do. I mean, there's all kinds of little, you've sacrificed a lot to get your body into this top physical shape. Um, is all the hard work worth it? And uh, how did it feel? Um, I think it felt validating. Like it felt like I, I definitely knew how good our boat was and I knew how good Everyone, um, everyone in my boat was, I really trusted them. And I really felt like we had eight people moving as one and we're all bringing their own strengths. And one of my favorite things was like, you don't get harmony unless you're singing different notes. And that was our boat. Like everyone brought something different where it was power, energy, quickness, um, (laughs) humor, You know, like everyone obviously knew how to row and had the basics, but everyone brought something a bit special. So um, I just wanted, our goal wasn't to be an Olympic champion or to win a gold medal. It was to go as fast as humanly possible and always think never enough and to redefine excellence. And that was kind of our mantra, um, redefine excellence. And um, I think we did that. And I'm just like so proud um, to have worked that hard and to have it pay off because I know a lot of other people um, worked super hard to be there as well and didn't come home with a gold medal. And I just respect everyone so much, but it feels incredible to be an Olympian. I feel like I'm in a very elite group of people that I think brings a great reputation to the name Olympian and likes to inspire and likes to, you know, if I could get one or two kids to pick up an oar and try out the sport and um, meet friends and travel the world and become better people, then that makes it worth it for me. 
Wow. Well, sports is such a wonderful metaphor for all those kind of things, challenges, um, you know, defeat, um, victory. It just, it gives you all these sort of, and people call them soft skills, but I don't think there's anything soft about it. You know, you had to do some pretty <laughs> tough stuff there. Like what, what do you eat and what do you have to do before a race? Is there a, you know, and they, they have this great, I'm going to get it wrong. So keep me straight here. They say uh, all rowing starts at the race starts at, what is it? 1500 meters. <laughs> it's the last 500 where you really got to dig deep to win or something. Yeah. Right. So all kinds yeah. of little tricks that you use as an athlete. What's the hardest part? Um, so we definitely work with nutritionists. And we have lots of, uh, they make sure all our vitamins and minerals are correct, but mostly that we're eating enough calories because we burn a lot of calories. So most people eat around 4,000, 5,000 calories. Some of the men are eating like 10,000 calories a day. Um, wow. So people are eating a lot of food to keep up with just the load of training. Um, but we also take beta alanine. We also take caffeine supplements when we're racing. We take um, bicarbonate which is like um, just a basic um, kind of like baking soda, honestly. And it's just helping with lac lactic acid production because, you know, Keeps if you go for a run there. and your legs sure. are burning, yeah. So it kind wow. of helps with the process of the acidity through your body. Um, and so they have us, uh, they educate us on what we're taking and it's all obviously um, legal and allowed and, um, we're very careful over the supplements we have to take so they're not cross-contaminated with anything that's banned because right. we get drug tested often. Um, but, yeah, well, we cold, definitely a have a medicine. big support team. <laughs> yeah, cold medicine could knock you off or something. You know, you get the, yeah. the allergy medicine or something. You, you can't have pseudofedrine. Yeah. There you, you go. Be very hey? careful. Yeah. Wow. And, you know, <laughs> I, I think about all that sacrifice that you do mm -hmm. and then you see all the you know the the reward for it and going on to become this this amazing achievement this lifetime achievement and of course i want to immediately ask you are you gunning for the next olympics are we thinking about paris and it's only three years now right so that changes things as well but um yeah. it's still a few years off and you've got a few things to do are you at all thinking that direction yet um, I'm not sure 100%, but before uh, I, I, my parents work uh, uh, with Scotia McLeod in the Maley Rogers group, and I, it's been my dream to work with my dad um, since I graduated from college, and so I've taken my Canadian securities courses, and that would be the path I'd like to go post-rowing, but um, it is hard to not think about continuing rowing. I obviously love it. <laughs> and I especially learned through COVID um, just like how much I do love being active and being on the water and, you know, working so hard, like every day, <laughs> killing myself to make myself better. And um, I do love, I do love that. And so it's going to be very sad um, to step away from the sport, but um, we'll just have to see how things go, of course. Um, yeah. I don't know. Well, you know, they they always say things that you love make you what you are. And you said a beautiful phrase moments ago, um, everybody singing the right note in harmony to make a team. So as mm -hmm. I said, you're, you're not just a talented athlete here. You, you have your degree, you're going into finance, but I read mm -hmm. something about you being a singer as <laughs> well. So we're going to talk about some of your favorite things to do here now. Um, Tell us, what kind of music 
you like? What kind of food do you eat when you don't have to eat all that crazy balanced uh, athlete diet stuff? What movies do you go to? What else makes Madison Madison? Tell us some of your secrets. So uh, I guess I'll start with the music part. I um, have always loved to sing. If you can ask all my teammates, their first memories are of me just like <laughs> singing to myself, walking down the street. Like I love music. Um, and I've loved it since I was very little. And my grandfather is a concert pianist and he accompanied me um, through many voice vocal competitions. And I actually ended up studying music um, at Northeastern University uh, with the New England Conservatory. And I did a, a certificate program in performance studies with a focus in classical voice. So it was super funny, me being this like six foot tall blonde athlete and being surrounded by just <laughs> all these, you know, incredible musicians. You know, they normally look at me like, wow, does this girl know where she is? Like, does she know where the, the track is or something? Is she in the right room? Um, yeah. Okay. Yeah, she's supposed to be here. Um, but I had a concert when I graduated Northeastern and I had to invite like 50 people and my team ended up coming and my voice, my voice teacher was like, Oh my gosh, I've never seen so many Amazon women because all these six foot tall women walked into my, um, concert and, uh, they were all jaws to the floor just seeing me sing in German and Italian and French and English and, uh, they were just, it was a different side of Madison um, that I think adds to um, me as an athlete because I just, you know, can take it down a notch and make it calm. Oh, I love that. I um, love that. I, I love think that. mental composure is super big in sport and um, being able to compose yourself is really important. Um, so that's kind of like my music story and I hope to get back into <clears throat> What do you voice. listen to? What's on your playlist? Um, give, give, yeah. us some, give us something dishy here. <laughs> yeah, I love uh, listening to upbeat music and happy music. I love Coldplay. Oh, um, there we go. I love Big Wild. Um, I like um, Maroon 5. I like lots of, I like everything, to be honest. I love country music. Um, so I listen to anything and everything. As long as it's got some sort of beat, I'll listen to it. There you <laughs> um, go. And then I guess you asked about another favorite. And I, um, as most rowers do, um, I do love to eat, um, <laughs> which is a good thing when we have to eat that many calories, right, You Kat? can get away <laughs> with it when you're training. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I love candy, desserts. I love steaks. That a girl. I love uh, potatoes, um, anything. Max, my boyfriend, actually is just an incredible cook, and he makes fresh sourdough, and oh um, with like the starter and everything, he's he's really good at it. So he he loves to cook, and then I'll often sous chef him. Um, Look at you and, guys. Uh, yeah, we make some delicious food. So um, Netflix yeah. and chill. This sounds like I want to come over. You guys sound like you have good times here because this is yeah. Great, I mean, but, uh... we did go to bed at like eight p.m. most nights of <laughs> training, but uh, we did have a good time. We definitely uh, worked hard and then ate good food, and it was great company. So. <laughs> uh... 
Now, everybody always wants to know, and it's a tough question, because as I said, you're basking in the glory of, of the medal and the, the recent trip to Tokyo and stuff, But and you have said you have ambitions to work with your with your father's firm, of course, and those of us in mm. West Vancouver, we, we know your father, we know your father, we know the Maley family around here, so um, it, feels, it feels nice to plan for the future as well, and that part where you think, oh boy, do I have to let something go here. Um, you're thinking about Paris. We've kind of uh, covered this one, but where do you see yourself in, let's go five years. This is a, was a tough one. Where are you, where's Madison going to be in five years? Yeah. Um, I think I'll be living in Vancouver or on the North shore somewhere. And hopefully you'll see me up hiking on the mountains, biking along the sea of sky, living a very active life. I hope to share my like rowing story and just like I have lots of stories of resilience and uh, teamwork and, you know, just being able to get up when things are going wrong in these past two years, things have gone wrong for a lot of people and uh, a lot of things went wrong for me as well. And I ended up being successful. And I think that there were key things that um, allowed us to be successful. So I hope to share that story and yeah, I hope to be working for my dad and I hope to still be rowing a little bit. But um, I think unless my teammates uh, force me or help me see that I need to be <laughs> rowing for Paris, I, uh, I'm not sure. I'm not sure about Paris, but in five years, I'll, I'll have hung up the oars and uh, be working full time. And um, yeah, I'm excited to live in West Van and in Vancouver Yay. again. I just, I love West Vancouver. Oh, you're coming back home. Well, she's a homegrown girl. She is our golden girl, and she's our West of Vancouver and North Vancouver Magazine cover girl for the month of <laughs> September. I hope everybody, you will pick up a copy in print when it is out first week of September. But in the meantime, Madison, I've enjoyed speaking to you so much. You and Max are an amazing couple, a power couple for sure. I really hope you'll come back and talk to us sometime again. Will you come back and chat with us soon of course there you go everybody thank you again madison for appearing with us online today you can read madison's again story in the upcoming magazine for those of you who are looking for the full podcast schedule we're available on all the usual channels apple podcast spotify you look for it you find it if you can't find it there westvancouver.com is where you find us online thank you for joining us today and i hope everybody will come back again soon until that time please stay in touch and save me a smile